Welcome to Critical Support, your source for heavily caveated, highly conditional, completely correct takes on basically anything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what? What? What's so funny? I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you want to start over with that part? The introduction part. We can we can edit, I guess. Yeah, yeah, just the... Hello, and welcome to Critical... No, no, no not... not <laughs> like your I name. Mean, the, the oh, just, just I'm so correct. Like, and if you could wait till I stop talking so we can actually get a clean recording of it. <laughs> oh, I'm Teresa. I'm Preston. I'm Jacob. And I'm Gabe. Coming to us live from Rancho Bravo Tacos is Gabe Shelton. <laughs> Well I'm, I'm our I'm our street correspondent. I'm our on the on the street correspondent. You know, uh, on the go. <laughs> I see. This week we have uh, our first listener submission of a kind, I guess. Um, so we've we've been we've been soliciting listener submissions for uh, I don't know a month or more now, like quite a while. Uh, where you can email us at criticalsubpodcast at gmail.com with your topics that you would like to hear considered on the podcast by our experts on being correct. <laughs> and, and no one has ever submitted a topic. Like, no one has ever emailed us and said, what I really need the right take on is X. It would really help me if I knew the correct view on Y. That has never happened. But what we did get is the, the first email that this, this Gmail account that we set up, the first email it has gotten besides, like, resetting the password on our, you know, Apple Podcast, okay, that, that sort of thing. Besides that, the first email we've gotten is uh, subject line, activate your new Pornhub account. <laughs> your Pornhub account for, and this is just oh. one word, don't vote for Bidens, has been created. Uh, <laughs> to verify your email address to complete the sign-up. So I, I'm, I'm, we, we are choosing to take this as a topic submission. This is clearly the intent in which the person meant this. They need us to consider uh, whether we should extend our critical support ostensibly to Pornhub. Now, that, that would actually be kind of a boring conversation because Pornhub is a, a fucked up, exploitative website, that it, whatever. But we've decided to broaden that out to uh, critical support for porn. Should, should we... Bro- broaden it out. Way out. <laughs> Spread it wide. So that is the question that we are going to consider today in all of its uh, complexities and uh, many twists and turns. Should we extend our oh. critical support to porn? Is there anything about porn that we would extend our critical support to? And yeah, what do people think? I would would extend my critical support to porn. Why would you? Why do you say that? Yeah, would you like to elaborate on that opinion? Other than it's this really entertaining, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there there's anything particularly objectionable or inherently in, in, objectionable. It's obviously the way it's uh, set up, the the industry is uh, problematic, but I don't know. I don't think um, 
I don't have an, any problem with it inherently as a concept. So sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the sort of discourse and, and dialogue against porn or your sort of anti-porn feminists, your anti-porn socialists, I, I suppose, is that like the sort of the act of it itself, like the industry is very exploitative, which we, I think all of us agree with. It, it almost certainly is, you know, not only is it the exploitation of, you know, labor, but it's also the exploitation of like sexuality, which is sort of another aspect that's not usually touched upon by, you know, other uh, industrial relations. You know, I, I think there's also, a, a, you know, there's a strong bent against exploitation of women um, in in pornography as it's practiced uh, or practiced, created, industrialized today. And so sort of on those grounds, um, it's it's sort of uh, considered not, not productive, even if one is sex positive. But yeah, like for, for me... I think the ability to express sexuality in whatever very ham-fisted, limited way that pornography allows you to do ham-fisted. Uh, anyway, um, that, you know, nice dad you. joke. <laughs> um, allows you to do in, you know, capitalist society um, or just, you know, our current society is um i think generally better than no outlet better than no expression you know there's obviously a lot of downsides you know there's you know this whole thing of like um you know does porn make disconnect people from sexual their you know a more natural quote sexuality um does internet porn in particular produce a, a certain um psychological impact that like you know old old school porn like i don't know like uh didn't uh you know i think the arguments around internet porn tend to be like it's sort of this sort of rich high definition multimedia and like kind of all at once kind of experience as opposed to like you know in past porn consumption which was like you know sketchy hotel rooms or playboy magazines or painting i think i think we should go back to the porn movie theaters to be honest i think that's (laughs) i think that's really a lost art you know sitting in a dark room with 20 other people jerking off honestly we need to go back to the good old days yeah that's that's i'm a conservative for porn but not to eliminate porn to just you know bring it back to movie theaters (laughs) you're a porn reactionary So that is something I wonder because they used to have these theaters, but wasn't it technically illegal to jerk off in the theaters? Even though it still was. Oh yeah. <laughs> just because something's illegal doesn't mean people don't do it. Yeah, but like, why didn't they just? I don't know. That seems really strange. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, they. I I think they would they would rarely prosecute it. But wasn't there like a. The actor that played Pee Wee Herman got caught in a scandal around this. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. Um, jerking off in a porn theater? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. Right. So do, do we think that there's anything about internet porn specifically? Because my, my impulse is like the form, like the, the exact medium isn't nearly as... Uh, significant in this case as the effect that it has had on the ubiquity of the whole thing. Like the fact that you're viewing it on your computer instead of on a theater somewhere or a magazine or whatever is a lot less significant than the sort of endless variation and the massive increase in consumption that, that 
that that form has enabled. So like the form itself doesn't have that effect. It's right. access as a result of the form. Right. Like, cause it's the, the, the basic form is the same. It's on a screen and you're taking care of other business, but yeah, no, I agree. It's much more about the ubiquity and the access. Although one could argue that if we ever got like teledildonics or virtual reality porn going, then it would be, it's sort of a different thing, like a multi, true multimedia experience. I feel like if we had virtual reality porn, we would have a major problem with people like never doing anything else. Like it'd be, it'd be, all, it'd be along the lines of that, um, that thing, that movie in Infinite Jest, that once you start watching it, you never want to stop watching it, and you'll like you'll go crazy trying to trying to get access to it again if it is ever taken away, or you'll watch it until you die. Yeah, it'd be kind of like that, where like if you can enter like plug into your brain. Like uh, like Black Mirror style, or the, or like the Matrix, and like go off and just be in a porno. Well, this uh, this is actually an important part of my platform as a uh, porn reactionary. You know, returning, you know, making porn great again, returning to the good old days of porn. Actually, it, it really ties in well with um, with with a, a hardline uh, workerist Marxist, you know, porn socialist kind of outlook. That one might take you know uh, porno porno socialist. You know, because because back in the good old days, like you couldn't completely exploit someone like that. You'd have to you'd have to pay for a whole production crew. You'd have to pay for a whole, you know, you'd have to pay all the camera crews, and, and you'd have to pay for a film lab to develop it, and you'd have to pay all the actors and actresses, you know, for for their hard work. And then the theater company would have to be employed to do it. And now it's just, you know, people are being taken advantage of and doing it for free and. You know, and so I think that's like a model template that we can take and then and then nationalize it and then, you know, take it into public ownership and, and have it, um, you know, democratically and community run by the porn stars and the and the producers, you know, working hand in hand. OK, hold on. Um, wait, hold on. Wait. Are you saying that amateur porn is scab porn? <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. No, because that's, that's, that's my that's my position. That, that's I'm a, I'm a, I'm a because they, yeah. they they make the 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 man in the scene hold the camera, like they're 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 literally they're 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 stealing right. someone's they're they're stealing a job from a hardworking camera person. Yeah, no, that's that's key grip, if you will. That could theoretically be a good union job, but instead, <laughs> that could theoretically be a great union job, but instead, it's being done by scabs, you know. Or at the worst case, you know, it's probably not even done by scabs. It's being people who are like tricked and exploited into being scabs. So. Whatever happened to the good union porn jobs? <laughs> I what is it like? Uh, we are we are, we are now fully in support of not only like sex worker unionization but uh, porn worker unionization of like yes. everyone in that whole industry should be unionized. They they should all be part of one industrial union. Um, Absolutely, okay. so uh, yeah, the porn workers union. Yeah, does that raise the question? Yeah, would would we group in like porn? camera people and that, that that like porn studio workers with sex workers say they're all sex workers they're all part of that industrial union or would you try to integrate sex workers into like one type of union when they well, are well everyone should be in one union right that's industrial unionism right everyone's yeah, in one yeah, union but it's still ultimately based on the industry so like, like if you're if you're working in on a porn shoot that's a different industry than if you're working at a strip club uh, that's true so you'd want people in the same industry Together, right. right. Put, so. Basically, are, are people who film and, you know, produce porn, are they more like, you know, in 
the cine- cinematography and movies industry or are they in the sex work industry? Like, would, uh, they, would they be like key grips, local 69, or would they be like, oh, yeah, they'd get local 69, all right, <laughs> or like, or like, uh, sex work cinematographers. Oh, I see what you mean, right? Local 420, <laughs> those are the only two numbers that they're allowed to have for their locals as someone in film gabe can you can you enlighten us on what you would prefer if you were a, a, a industrial porn worker right well they should they should be in the same union as the people they're they're working with right so if there's not crossover if it's like the same studios are making porn that are also making regular films and the actors and the camera and everyone's crossing over, then they should be in one union. But if they're separate, then they should be in like separate, I don't know, bargaining units, separate, you know, conditions. Just like, like if, okay. So for example, if like strip clubs were the base uh, unit of production for porn, if the strippers also did porn, then they would want to be in their own union with the camera workers specifically working at the strip club. But it just it depends on where you're working, right? So right now it's set up. They're like completely separate industries. Like the porn industry is a different industry than the film industry. The film industry and the porn industry are different than sex work industries. Or, you know, like there's a variety of different sex works. So I think they would want to have different bargaining units. But all the people in one industry should be together bargaining as a group. So one person, like one, you know, group of people isn't getting screwed over or being you know, used as scabs. It's all about who's getting screwed, guys. <laughs> I like this porno socialism. It's going to be your distinct, uh, I don't know. How, how does it, how would you distinct? That's my tendency. Porno <laughs> socialist tendency. The, the PST. <laughs> so you're, you, you're, so this is like, this is, this is, this is, this is like a different valence on like the, the uh, sort of sex worker positive, socialism and that and that sort of thing this is like just pornographer positive socialism right well but it includes the it includes you know pornography including the workers you know right the actresses and actors and you know everyone the viewers right okay so yeah you know many many people think that psl stands for party for socialism and liberation but it actually stands for the porno socialist liberation (laughs) Uh, i'm still working on that one i don't know i just came up with that you probably shouldn't include that, but right. So I mean, for real though, like we think that um, so a lot of porn, like as it currently exists, is like deeply exploitative, and that's that's just the reality. Like, right? Not not you. It, it it's not. It doesn't. Not all of it. Like there, there's obviously this like gradient of exploitation that takes place where some of the actors, some of the actresses and actors are being like completely fucked over, and some of them are like actually somewhat well paid. That's you know as with any job. But that does not really impact at all, I would say, any, al- almost anyone's actual consumption. So do we want to say that, like, do we want to have any caveat on our critical support for porn that is critical support for ethically produced porn now? Or do we, or do we just want to say, no, we should fight for uh, the full sort of unionization of porn studios on you know, the basis of like, you know, workers control of production and just kind of leave it at that and say whatever you, you know, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism and and that includes porn. Well, I think the second part of what you said is totally true. And on top of that, uh, it's important to remember that 
you know, extending critical support for porn as a concept is extending it to, to this, this much larger thing than just like people making films. I mean, it's also um, drawings. It's also cave paintings from 10,000 years ago. So those like mud sculptures on the bottoms of uh, the caves with the paint. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 The first known works of art are, are pornographic. Well, we don't actually know that that's what they were for. Like, Oh, that's true. I guess new depicting nude humans, but that's true. We don't know specifically what it's for, but we do know that there is very old porn. Like that is very certain. The fact uh, that these little that these little statues that you that they find from like the Paleolithic era, like the only recognizable features of them are like the boobs and the vagina. That that would imply, no, maybe it's a fertility symbol. Who knows? Yeah. Also, we're not thinking about cartoon. Cartoon porn, right? I mean, is that is that exploitative in the same way that uh, traditional, you know, uh, live live action porn is? Like, if it's you know, anime tentacles, uh, hand drawn. That's just that's just a animation house. You know, is that who knows? Well, I'm I mean, sorry. we are, we are not extending our critical support to hentai. Well, if you extend it to porn, hentai is part of that, my friend. God fucking damn it! <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, obviously, in any animation house, just like with you know most uh, entertainment digital or visual entertainment industries, there tends to be a lot of exploitation of the people on the front line of that. So like in video games, video game developers tend to be highly exploited. And there is, you know, a fair question of like, there, it, that does remove the element of like sexual exploitation of a, of a human person, which happens or, or of, the, of the corporal being of somebody or when it's not, you know, filming the act and it's this sort of animation thing. And so, is it? Can it? Can something still be exploitative if it comes, you know, a drawing or, or something like that? Like, well, it, it would, it would, it would be exploitative in the sense that, like, if it was produced as part of a capitalist enterprise, then there was like exploitation of the workers, like you were just saying. Well, also just de- right. degrading imagery. I mean, is right. Okay, so is a thing. But if you draw something that's fucked up, is that? Like, and no, no one was hurt. I feel like it's just fucked up. I mean, if you just draw something in your own house and no one sees it, it's like, it doesn't really matter. But you mean like a animation or something or like? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It, it, it could be exploitative if it is exploiting power balances that exist in society. And if you present that porn or that draw or a drawing that is intended to be used, you know, in you know as a masturbatory aid then that is a bit different than if you're you know there's a difference between like you know the last scenes of a requiem for a dream where there's that's like pornographic stuff happening and then like that as porn right like the closing scenes of requiem for a dream which is like about you know exploitation and you know people suffering under drug addiction they they illustrate sex work, but only in the context of like all the other shit that's kind of going on in their lives. And so that's a different thing than if you like ex- illustrate the sex work or the the power dynamic in society as something that is meant to be gotten off to. And I think that's different. That was that was very well put, Preston. I I, I was like I do not want to answer this question, and I think you did a really really eloquent job of 
Well, uh, Teresa, what do you do? You have thoughts on this? Yeah, I. I mean, <laughs> I feel like my answer is just not funny and whatever. But um, uh, basically, I. I think I agree with Jacob in that I don't think it's. It, it conforms to how I understand exploitation in a classic sense. Yeah, sure. If you want to be sort of metaphorical, uh, metaphorical about what exploitation means then I think what you're saying makes sense. But I don't see a situation where uh, a kid draws a picture and doesn't really do any, no one else sees it. That I don't see any anything ex- exploitative about that. If, on the other hand, you know, the workers, you know, you have animation workers um, doing the same thing. Well, yeah, they're under capitalism. Yeah, their labor is being exploited. The question that this sort of begs is, should there be sharp limits on what porn can depict, even in a fictional context? Even if, like you, you, like you know, these are actors. You know, what, whatever scene that's constructed is fake. But should there still be sharp limits on what what can be depicted and what can't? Right. I wasn't advocating either way. I was just sort of like laying no, out how it's different. Yeah, and I think that that's 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 where this distinction that we're drawing leads, though, is mm-hmm. that question. Yep. I mean, I think that should be democratically decided by. Um, but do the but do we think that there is the basis to make that distinction, or do we think that it's their their actors is fake? If their working conditions are fine, that's the end of it. Yeah, I don't know. That's too thorny. I mean, it's like I I would say that yes, there should be people should be able to decide, but I don't know that I could say what the limits should be of that. Whatever opinions I have, I don't know that they're. I don't know that I feel strong and confident about them enough to say what they are. But I do feel like as a society, we should be allowed to decide that something is off limits to depict, I, mm-hmm. I suppose. And, and I think like traditionally that's been done in the context of, you know, Christian religious oppression of, you know, culture wars or just, you know, Christian hegemony of deciding what's culturally acceptable to depict and that's not a good way to decide what's okay to show or not. That's not like, that's not how we should be deciding, but we, there should be, yeah, there should be some kind of democratic process, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to issues of consent, right? Like it's, it's hard or difficult in this case because like everyone involved in the production, let's just assume that we live in a, in a society where that, that exploitation is not an issue. So say everyone involved in the production is fine with it. Clearly, the person accessing the porn is fine with it because they're, they're watching uh, and they went out to go get it. I think the question then comes, like, does the act of watching it or producing it lead to other consequences, right? Like, does the production of it mean that we are sending some sort of social message that this is fine, does the watching of it do that? Well, I think that's a thorny debate that we are not going to just dis- like solve here. Of oh no, whether or not. But it's like it, yeah, watching certain types of porn encourages certain types of behavior. I mean, like probably the answer is yes and no, or to a certain degree, or for certain types of people, or whatever. But that's a never-ending question in philosophy and psychology and sociology. Right. Like the fact that these things exist doesn't necessarily convey the idea that is that it is all fine and acceptable, especially because the point of 
like large sections of porn is that it's not is it's depicting like ooh it's taboo and that's that's like kind of what's that is the appeal to the people who are into that so it's not as direct as like well we're going to depict it that way and that's going to lead to you know everyone just thinking this is fine in the way that i think some sort of a, a more mainstream conservative would you know like 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 the people that object to any depiction of homosexuality in a movie, because like the maybe kids will think that's an option, you know? Right. Right. um, Yeah. Like obviously it's not that simple and straightforward. Like, Oh, if they see it, they're going to turn into it. And right. You know, we're screwing over our society, but, but it's like, there is that, um, like that Ali Wong bit where she talks about like getting into more and more fucked up types of porn and how like, however fucked up it is, there's like the internet, will always find something more fucked up and it'll yeah, right, right. sort of lead <laughs> down this path of like, well, I wasn't into that, you know, two years ago, but now because, you know, it's like it conditions you. And that's, I don't know, that's kind of a real... There's definitely a lot more people into uh, bondage and BDSM. I think just a much higher percentage people participating at them before. Right, and- but that's... That, that's- as much due to those stupid movies as anything else the 50 shades of gray shit oh right. true well just i mean awareness that it exists right? right and you know it being treated as something that's okay to do in your own home and not talk about it publicly but i think like even you know 30 years ago it wouldn't have been something you couldn't buy 50 shades of gray at barnes and noble um, <laughs> no, <laughs> right. Like now you can, you know, they just sell that at fucking bookstores at any bookstore. And like, I think, I mean, that's fine. Like then, you know, BDSM isn't a bad, is, is fine. But like, you know, there's, there's obviously other stuff, um, that's much like thornier to think about, but, but yeah, like, I think there's a, there's a correlation between stuff becoming, being depicted and, and becoming more culturally okay, but it's obviously not a direct route from, you see this now. You are it now. You want to do it. You are what you watch. Not not that simple, right? It it, it kind of gets back to the violence in video games argument. It, I mean, not it's not exactly the same. Yeah, right. It's, very it's, similar. It's, it's very like, hey, you can go shoot up all these things in all these video games. Um, does that make you more violent? Does that mean there's an increase in you know school shootings, violence, uh, other varieties? I think we would mostly for that part say, well, it's exploitation under capitalism that's sort of alienating these folks. It's not so much the video games themselves. Maybe you argue that the same thing is true of porn and the things it might depict, like, you know, like the reason why those things are prevalent in society is because, you know, our society suppresses sexuality and that's tied into the exploitation of kind of that desire and that need just like all other needs are exploited under capitalism, but it's in a little bit different way. Teresa, do you have any, any thoughts on this, on this vein? Uh, sorry. i got a little bit distracted looking up the history of, um, pornography. Um, so I didn't get the last bit of what you guys were talking about. Um, but yeah, some things mentioned in this article that I'm looking at as we, well, okay. So as we did talk about the the earliest cave drawings depicted na- naked imagery. The ancient Greeks oh, this um, is interesting. and Romans had a legacy of writing about heterosexual, homosexual, and group sex. The Mocha Moche of Peru depicted um, sexual acts on their pottery, and we all know about the Indians constructing 
the Kama Sutra, which is all instructions are how to have sex in lots of different positions. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, it's it says something about in 1868, the English courts established the Hicklin test for obscenity. Anyway. Is it of um, pure, pr- prurient interest, right? That, that's how they... Yeah. Well, to say critical support for porn as a concept, I mean, it's sort of like to say no is to say we're trying to push back against something that could very well be ingrained into humanity's DNA, which is like us as a species wants to have sex. And that manifests in a variety of different ways. And since we have a species have the ability to create art, to create cultural artifacts, to manifest our visions into physical objects, that sexual desire will always come out and it's unavoidable. And so to say no critical support for it would be to go against what is perhaps the most basic instinct of humanity. It's human nature, Gabe. We have to have porn. <laughs> yes. We can't change this about ourselves. It's just, no. it's just the way it is. There has to be porn. I'm actually serious. <laughs> I'm 100% serious. No, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. I think there's something to what you're saying, um, for sure. But it's like, okay, so... Uh, the- I think it sounds funny. I think I acknowledge that it sounds humorous, but I think it's accurate. Right. So the like the various ways we've sort of looked at this, um, just to kind of regularize it, because we need to wrap up pretty soon. Like critical support for porn as a concept, the way Gabe is describing it, of like an expression of human sexuality, it seems like there's general agreement on on that. Critical right. support for porn as porn. Um, the, another thing that we've sort of talked about is criti- is is the the regulation of porn, which seems a bit more amorphous i'm not sure how we fall like critical support for the regulation of porn for like there being porn that is allowed porn that is not allowed and then another way to look at it would be uh critical support for uh for porn being free should it just be like not 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 free as like like in some sort of future sense but like does the fact that porn is ubiquitously highly accessible is that is that good now or would it be better if you actually had to pay for it? Well, um, let's, th- those are really good questions. Because, yeah, like, there's a whole lot of problems with free internet porn. It definitely, there's this movie that uh, Mark Wahlberg is in, but was actually really good. In, <laughs> it was uh, actually really good. Uh, Boogie- which was uh, Boogie Nights? or Boogie Nights. Oh, yes. It's actually super good. It's about... Uh, also, Mark Dirk Wahlberg, Dick. Big Dick. Well, no, that that was a prosthetic dick in that movie. Yeah, but it, it was That's about a porn actor <laughs> who went by Dirk Diggler. Um, he was a real porn star, um, and it was about it was a fictionalized based on this person and the life they had, I guess. Oh wow, I didn't know that it was based on. A, I thought it was just like let's make up the pornest porn name that ever porned. I'm pretty uh, sure not a real guy, real actor. But yeah, like in that movie, they, it does chronicle sort of the fall of porn from this kind of like, they were actually trying to bring porn into that kind of high art. Like they were trying to like actually legitimately have plot, legitimately have like real stories and like make it compelling for general audiences. And they would just kind of also be fucking. 
um, as part of the plot. But then as you, you see, like, you know, then people realize, oh, you can really exploit the shit out of this stuff and just get people to pay. You know, we can just absolutely slash kind of all production costs and, <laughs> um, you know, just really scrape the barrel. And that's, you know, the stereotypes about watching porn for plot, right? And, you know, your, your pizza guy, your plumber, and whatever, whatever. There's even some, like, landlord porn now, you know. It, 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 <laughs> But yeah, like it, it, they really start scraping the barrel, um, which makes it more vulgarized and popularized. But also, like you know, they also start exploiting even more so than you know in, in the baseline. And so, scab you know, porn. Yeah, and I have free porn, which is, you know, again, is usually just like pirated porn, right? It's not usually free in the sense that like some amateurs or scabs put it up for for free. By the way, uh, I think scraping the barrel is probably the worst category on porn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's disgusting. <laughs> I did not want to imagine that. Yeah, so I feel like the issue of it being free is going to take a long time to unpack. Mm, yeah. It does fall under the, the rubric of regulation, you know, that could be uh, part of the regulatory aspect is deciding whether or not it, it, it could be free or had to be, you know, whatever. I am going to go ahead and make my call that I uh, would offer critical support both to porn and to the regulation of porn in the, mm. in the that we've been discussing. And then also the last thing I wanted to say is that do you guys know what the first country nobody nobody looked this up don't cheat the first country to decriminalize pornography was Soviet Union uh it says Denmark <laughs> and guess what year Damn. what year 1969 yep 1969 <laughs> oh i said 1869 but okay oh no 1969 yeah that checks out that's fucking amazing. Go Denmark. Yep. Just shooting nice. for the moon. <laughs> wow. Also, um, um, <laughs> critical support for the year 1969. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would defend um, porn being free as a separate category. I think it's fundamentally different as a, a category of discussion because it's basically talking about now versus like the regulation sort of a more future-oriented, I- idealistic almost utopian discussion. Um, but yeah, given that I, I think Teresa's is right. I, I, I think that it gets into a much uh, different and more thorny topic of like the actual conditions under which sex workers work now. Um, so setting that aside because uh, yeah, for purposes of time. Yeah. I, I think I, I would agree. Criti- uh, critical support for the idea of porn, critical support for the regulation of porn. I think it's basically fine, but there are limits. It shouldn't just be sort of a free-for-all. Like, I, I think it, it, it needs to be seen as different than art. It's not like art where, like, basically anything should go. You should be able to depict anything because this is for a specific purpose. And there are things that it is fucked up and will have bad societal effects if you just sort of let loose. Uh, right. Uh, as a member of the DSA's Porno Socialist Caucus, <laughs> I... Of course, extend my critical support to porn and firmly believe that, you know, councils of porn workers should have the democratic ability to 
uh, regulate porn as the working class uh, sees fit. So yes and yes. I think that is the correct perspective. <laughs> um, Join DSA PSC. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say for the record, I love the DSA. So this is, this is nothing against you. I just, you know, who else, who else could I make a caucus joke about? Also, it has the word cock in caucus. <laughs> This is a fair point. We, I mean, cock. No, I, I think we should go the other direction. Just call our caucus. Just spell our caucus. C O C K U S. Yes, that's how it's spelled. The Porno Socialist Caucus with caucus spelled C O C K. Tressa, that's brilliant. The sixty-nine us Romero. Oh my god. Uh, for me, yeah, uh, definitely critical support for porn as a concept. I, I think Gabe, in his impassioned plea for, for por- the, the heart and soul of porn, as, as in, in, in his name, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it really won me over to the idea that porn is, is, a, is just a thing we, we create. It's a human um, right. <laughs> porn yeah. is a human right. Um, <laughs> as to the regulation of porn, to me, it feels... Like, I don't think we need to have, like, a special subset for the regul... I mean, in the same way that we would regulate any, you know, we regulate human activities now on the basis that they're exploitative, like, you know, age of consent laws and all these other kinds of things. Like, I feel like there's no need to, like, call out porn as, like, something necessarily separate from that. I think there, I think there is a very low bar for what it is, you know, I, I suspect that we it would be very permissive if if bounds were to be installed. Because yeah, like I, I just don't think the bar is there. I, I don't think there are very many things that it would be considered objectionable as porn that wouldn't be considered objectionable in general or objectionable in society. So yeah, critical support for critical support for law and order. Well, I mean. <laughs> You are the co- one of the resident cops. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Wait, but you did also support regulation, Tressa, so... Cop! I know, I was just... You're all kicked out of the Porno Socialist Caucus. <laughs> but wait, you voted for you're, regulation, too. It's just me. You, you, you are <laughs> yeah. trying to bureaucratically expel well, I, from the Porno Socialist Caucus? <laughs> wow. Bureaucratically expel? Uh Hey. <laughs> oh, God. bureaucratically ejacul okay um, but yeah i think critical support for porn you know um the i almost said the bureaucratization of porn that's not what i meant <laughs> <laughs> no please dear god no porn, porn is fine it just has to goes be against colonized. everything the caucus stands for has to be colonized yeah right if Stalin's, if there's a picture of Stalin in every porno, then it's then it's okay. <laughs> oh God! If every porno begins with a with a salute to the dear leader, I don't know, uh, have comrade. You seen, have you seen those early pictures of Stalin? Young Stalin is fairly hot. Yeah, I would watch yeah. a porn if, with with young Stalin. Totally. So, like in in uh, in our future socialist society, porn is okay, but only if. Uh, when people come, they they yell, "Oh, Stalin! <laughs> Thank you." Uh, it doesn't have to be that explicit or, or whatever. I would be fine with just if in every porn film <laughs> or or product 
you know, it was like a Hitchcock movie where you there's at least one scene where Stalin walks by. It's like the Wilhelm scream of porn. It's like there there must always oh be my a Stalin. God. At least yeah. a neighbor who like happens to see them through the window and yeah, mouth uh, open. <gasps> no. But yeah, so critical support for porn, critical support yeah. for the regulation of porn. Adjust your views accordingly. And yeah. Well, for free adjust, porn. Adjust your viewing accordingly. <laughs> well, do we have any final, final appeals, final points? I want to know who don't vote for Biden is. You mean yeah. who? Yeah, who signed us up? Who signed us up for a porn account or a Pornhub account? Yeah. Um, I don't know if they if they want to let us know if they're if they are a regular listener and they want to let us know we should extend our formal invitation to them to um, or better yet come on the show you, come, come on the show come on the show come on the show tell us please. what you think about porn. come on my show yep <laughs> <laughs> or or at least drop us another hint at, at the very least come on like you you know you listen to our show you know we exist like drop another hint like Jesus. sign us up for disney plus or or fucking hello fresh like send us an email from a fake email account like you know even if you don't want to reveal Roll yourself us. Just, give us another hint right just come let us know right that now. there are humans listening to this podcast what was that comment jacob you wanted them to what i want yeah just come all over our show <laughs> yes you can uh, you can help tie break some of our uh, more yes. topics. Yeah, our, you can our, tell us our official appeal. All these times we've had ties on topics. We need someone to come on and be a tiebreaker because there's four of us, and this is a a mistake we made when we were putting together a podcast team that we didn't have <laughs> a number of people. But now we're in this position where we keep fundamentally forming this uh, schism between me and Preston and Teresa and Gabe. We need someone to come on and help us resolve this. Although there was one generational tie where it was like me and Gabe versus you guys. Yeah. yeah. Every once in a while it breaks down all, all, along different lines, but, but yeah. Mm, yes. All right. <laughs> yeah. See you guys later. Bye. 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 Bye.